who do you turn to for advice? Sometimes your best friend's brother's cousin's aunt just isn't good enough. What then? Ask Sarah. In the same tradition of Dear Abby, Sarah is a gently blunt, practical, and wise advisor who brings with her a wealth of personal and professional knowledge coupled with gentle humor. Sarah offers inspiration and advice to help you live more fully and powerfully in your own life. Tune in every day to connect with the information and ideas you need to hear. Well, good morning and welcome to Sarah Says Daily Brief. One of my favorite sayings is you can do it right or you can make excuses, but you can't do both. And we live in a world where we're surrounded, and particularly, I think, in the current climate that we're in, we're surrounded with people who have a need to be right. Uh, You can get into discussions with folks, and they whip out their phone, and they're Googling the answer, or you have people who will certainly expand their uh, vocabulary just to express to you their thoughts on a certain topic with the intention to be right and or to impress. But on a larger scale, and certainly in my mind, a more universal, but also very core to who we are uh, perspective, I think we miss out on what's right for us. What's right for our life? How do we live the most passionate, the most complete, the most fulfilling life? And how do we get past the ought to do and ought to be? into the area of what's right for me. Well, certainly I have my own thoughts on this, but I also like to bring to the table folks who are wise advisors, and today is no exception. I am delighted to welcome back to the show Ava Engbert Heron, who comes to us from California, sunny California, don't you, Ava? Oh, yes. Thank you for having me on. Well, it's always a pleasure, and today uh, you and I had had a discussion earlier about the whole what's right and being right, but also more core to that, what's right for us as individuals, And, and I think I see often folks who are frustrated or they feel confused or their lives are a bit off balance, and the reality is is they're not listening to that inner voice or that intuition and living it growing into, as it were, what's right for them? What's the right thing for them? So would you talk for a little bit just about this whole concept of discovering what's right for us as individuals? You know, I, I think it's a scary thought because we're so trained. We go through school, college, you know, work, and we get stuck in these places to, quote, unquote, survive. You know, we have the golden handcuffs or, oh, now we have kids or, you know, we have to continue this hamster wheel. And I think we don't spend too much time sitting still, listening to ourselves and seeing, do I even do I even like what I'm doing? Do I even, is this really even what I want to do? You know, it's so interesting that you say that because one of the the things that became apparent to me in the last few years, certainly having folks like you on the show and talking to people from around the country and in some cases around the world, we're assigned roles based on our culture and our familial structure that we are, there's this expectation that we are going to do X, Y, Z. In some families, you're going to go into the family business or you're going to go to college and get married and have kids. Or as you say, you know, the golden handcuffs, we have to have uh, 
a certain career based on what's going on, you know, in our family history. And the reality is, if you would uh, tell me what you think, of course, that I don't think we're paying attention to to what we want because we are on that hamster wheel of I have to go to college. But what if I want to go to trade school? What if I want to be an artist versus a doctor? Uh, how do we begin to? So you know, hypothetically, I mean, I I am delighted in the life that I have, but I was forty when I began to discover it, Ava. So for folks who are listening, how do I begin to listen? How do I begin to recognize that maybe what I'm doing is a right thing, but not the right thing for me? Well, I I do believe that every human being has intuition and has a way of connecting with themselves where they have that maybe a little more quiet voice than the big one in your head saying you have to. Because, you know, the have-tos also comes with, I have to control a lot of things in my life to be able to be in this hamster wheel. And if, if we don't just there, just maybe 10, 15 minutes in the morning, just wake up and, ah, and just stop. And not even, not even thinking it out or try to analyze my life, but to drop inside and see, is there anything any sensation, any feeling that kind of huh, indicates a little calmness, a little peace, a little something that may start shifting my attention. I'm going to have to shift my attention and, and my perspective so that I can notice other quote-unquote opportunities so that I can start noticing or, oh, maybe I can, maybe that's something for me. Otherwise, we just have the blinders on and we work so hard that we don't see it, you know. You know, part of the, in my opinion, the the, the process of emotional intelligence is beginning to understand and, and name or label or recognize the different things that we're feeling. And I would put out here this scenario that played out for me. About 35, 40 years ago, probably 30-some years ago, I went to the doctor and just said, I'm not happy. I mean, I have moments of, of joy, but by and large, I just am not happy. And, you know, at that moment, Ava, he asked me a few other questions, and then he said to me, well, you're bipolar. And he prescribed a medicine for me. Now, <laughs> I took that medicine for a while. But the reality of it was after about maybe 90 days, 120 days, I discovered that I still felt the same. I just wasn't feeling it as passionately as I had before. Mm -hmm. And the reality to me was it wasn't that I was bipolar at all. I wasn't happy with my life. I was Mm -hmm. living out a role that wasn't mine. I wasn't happy with my marriage. I wasn't happy with who I was physically, mentally Uh, my career sucked, blah, blah, blah. And I think sometimes, well, if you're listening and you've been diagnosed with depression, we're not saying stop taking your medicine. What we're saying is, is if you're struggling with a sense of uh, lack of fulfillment, for lack of a better word, that's telling you something. Would you not agree, Ava, that by and large, while there are exceptions for medical conditions, our emotions are telling us something. And we... As you say, we don't listen. We just keep trudging around that hamster wheel. So to begin to discover what's right for us, we have to, as you say, I love how you say, drop into our feelings. 
if I'm feeling at peace with something, then that's almost a, a, a neon arrow pointing to whatever is going on at that moment that is right for me. Would you agree with that? Oh, I totally agree. And it's funny because when I went to my psychologist and said, I'm crazy, why haven't you medicated me? She said, I haven't medicated you because I just give you an umbrella. And I mean, you won't feel the rain, but you won't feel the sunshine either. And I just froze and asked her, so when I close my umbrella, are you saying that I still haven't figured out how to deal with the weather? And she said, she just smiled and said, yep. So for my life, this was, you know, almost 20 years, yeah, over 20 years ago, I had to figure out how to deal with the weather. And I tell you, I totally agree. If you're on medication, don't just stop because of this dialogue. But really, if if we feel like you depressed or like me crazy or whatever it is, I truly believe it's also an intuitive indication that I'm on the wrong path, you know, and and I'm doing everything and, and I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And like you and I spoke right before this, that I'm climbing up the ladder and after 10 years, you know, it's just getting harder and harder and harder. And then I realize I'm up the wrong ladder. Or I don't give a flying flip about the ladder. And You know, I'm proud of the people that I know um, uh, who break the mold. Uh, I have several friends who have quit their jobs, and uh, and they did it in a they did it in a responsible way. But they uh, quit their jobs, they sold their stuff, and in one case, one woman traveled the world. Another case, a woman and her husband agreed to to move to a different part of the country. And they both engaged in the jobs that they felt passionate about. They were not the careers that they had gone to school for. Uh, In other cases, I've seen people make the art that they love their life. And Ava, I I think part of what we're talking about is too often I I think we make the career that we could pursue a hobby because we've been told that we have to have XYZ car and live in XYZ house and have, you know, XYZ amount of disposable income. Mm -hmm. I really agree with you. And um, I had a young client the other day who is starting the hamster wheel and getting into a very manipulative situation And just like asking himself, is this really? I mean, but the panic is behind. Oh, I spent four years in college. My parents paid for it. It's kind of like you're whipped into a certain thought process, and this is success, and your success will show on your bank account. And then you have these other people who necessarily, yes, we have to survive. We have to pay rent. I mean, it's absolutely, there are some things we have to do. But outside that, there is much more freedom than we think there is. And I, I want to talk for a moment about why, why don't we listen and why we, we run into the obstacles or the perceived obstacles. I think, again, I want to make it clear to the folks who are listening that when we're talking about the intuition, we're talking about that 
the nagging voice, the uneasiness that you feel or the, the lack of joy that you feel when you're doing those things that are not right for you versus the joy or satisfaction or peace that you feel when you're doing the things that are right for you. This is different, in my opinion, from the fear or self-doubt that we have, like I'm not good enough or fast enough or smart enough. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we're not listening to that voice in in my mind, in my opinion, the overwhelming um, reason, I'm allergic to this, I'm allergic to this next word. We are, (laughs) we we have fear. We are Mm -hmm. consumed by fear. And one of the folks that I have talked to about this topic prior to the show, they were afraid of disappointing their family. They were afraid of disappointing their family by doing that thing that was right for them. Mm-hmm. And so their entire life up to the point where they were about, I think they were 33 when they finally said, I can't live like this. And they um, began to live the life that was authentic to who they were, but it was fear. And we're either afraid of disappointing our family I think we're afraid of change. We're afraid of what if I fail? So if you would, Ava, your area of expertise, I I would love for you to just take a moment right now to help the listeners understand why I have you on the show with this topic. Uh, Folks, this is not my best friend's brother's cousin's neighbor. Uh, Ava actually comes to the table with a wealth of uh, knowledge and experience. So Ava, if you would just take a minute to help folks understand why you are the right person to have this conversation. <laughs> well, that, that's an open question. You know, I deal with fear by personal experience and also mostly my clients. I mean, we, we come with addictions. We come with all kinds of behaviors. And most of it is because we're trying to control our environment so we can stand living in it. And, you know, fear just, I mean, it's, permeating every little ripple of our lives if we allow it. So most of the things that I deal with, if this is the question you're asking, is to help people really drop inside and be able to recognize the sensations in their bodies that they can't stand feeling. And then learning different methods to be able to allow these sensations so they're not driven by them. Because the moment you can actually stand feeling all this that's going on in your body and not react on it, there is that nice, deep voice inside, that calm peace. Oh, 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 that's what it is. But it's layered with all the stuff we do to avoid feeling, you know, all the discomfort and all the, yeah, fear. So we never really get to the bottom, bottom of it where we can just relax. And so as we wrap up this conversation, because the joy of the daily brief is that we're just here for 15 or 20 minutes. This is your thought for the day. This is what I want you to be thinking about is, you know, how are you not living your authentic life because you are not listening to what's right for you? So we talked about 
at the beginning of the show, we talked about some of the things you may be feeling, that discomfort, the confusion, the frustration, a lack of balance, and that we have an uh, intuition. We have that voice that speaks to us, that nags in our head, or we have the sense of peace. But this intuition is way different than the the fear or self-doubt that we may have, the the um self-talk that we've built over the years and we talked about why you didn't listen but Ava help the folks who are listening to the show understand what's next so folks who have listened up to this point are are saying okay I do feel uncomfortable I do feel unhappy in this situation but when I'm over here I'm at peace what's next how do people begin to figure out what's actually the right thing for them to be doing, the right path for them to be taking, the right people for them to be hanging out with? What what do we do with the information that we've given them so far? Well, as you said, over here, I'm feeling uncomfortable, and over here, I'm feeling the peace. And I would highly invite you to spending more time where you're feeling the peace. And if you could take some time and expand that peace, if it's an image, if it's a situation, if it's a music if it's an activity, if it just takes looking at a flower, whatever it is for you that helps you find that place internally where you feel that peace. And then the more time you spend in that place, you know, the seeds are going to be dropped on the trail that you are supposed to take in life. And it's a sensation. It's like the compass. You feel a little shift in my body. I feel like you put your hand in 10 gloves and one glove just You know that feeling, oh, it fits. Your skin fits. So when you spend a little time in that place of fear, you go back up. Yeah, life can be uncomfortable. And, you know, it's okay to be uncomfortable. And then uh, go back to your peace. Because I truly believe that the more time you spend in your own peace, that's where the message is. That's where the guidance is for your next step. And you may not get the full picture. You know, some people get a yellow brick road that's 30 miles long, and some of us only get the next brick. And to trust that, you know what, I have it in me to just trust that the next brick is going to be there to put my foot on, and I am on the right path, as long as I stay in my peace. I love that. I love that. Now, how can folks connect with you directly? I think I would be remiss if I didn't give you the opportunity to let the the listeners know how to connect with you directly. Oh, well, thank you. I would love a call. It's at 510-825-7574. And just call and tell me, you know, we can have a chat or if you want to work with me. I have a website that's called beamlifecoaching.com. B as in balance. E as in energy, A as in attitude, and M as in motion. So beamlifecoaching.com. I love that, um, the alphabet that you use. That's great. I love that. (laughs) Beam. Well done. All right. Well, Ava, thank you so much for being on the show again today. I appreciate you and uh, look forward to our next chat. Well, I so appreciate being called on the show. I mean, thank you for spending time with me. Well, you're a delight. And folks, I want to remind you that we have guests like Ava, and we talk about these particular topics because that's what you've told me you want to hear more about. 
And don't hesitate. Go to Facebook.com slash Sarah, S-A-R-A-H, Z, says S-A-Y-S, and let me know what you want to talk about, you want me to talk about. Or you can go to Sarah Zink, S-A-R-A-H, Zink, Z-I-N-K, dot com, and click the Contact Us button, and we can have a conversation there as well. You can also follow Sarah Z Says on Twitter and Instagram. And until we get together again, my dear friends, I just want to remind you that you have been zinked. Listen up!